Hello and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodnam and I am joined in a room by the delightful Isabel Chillman. Hello, Isabel. Hello. I thought you were going to call me the delicious Isabel oh, Chillman then. God. That's I, how I want my intro to be from now on. Delicious. The delicious. Delectable Isabel, Isabel Chillman. Uh, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Um... So, Isabel, we are going to do things slightly differently, aren't we, this week? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, before you do, uh, while you're going to explain that, would you like a lovely glass? I forgot about the wine. (laughs) Would you like a (laughs) lovely glass of Malbec? Yes, please, where's it from? Argentina. (laughs) I think I'm just gunning for Argentina to enter the Eurovision Song Contest through my wine consumption. They'd be well sassy. They'd be pretty good. So while I open this, Isabel, would you like to explain um, what we're going to try and do and, you know, just why? Yeah. So we've been listening to feedback from our listeners and our friends um, and people in the know, just generally. And we've decided that we're going to change things up a little bit. So the feedback we've had is that people love the stories. But sometimes, especially in a very heavy week, such as episode four, the stories are a lot to contend with. So they're, they can be quite long and there's a lot of detail and they're great. And on their own, just standalone, it is a great story. So we've decided we're just going to do one story and a song for the foreseeable. Mm-hmm. If we get feedback that actually that's not what is wanted by our listeners. And if we don't like it, we'll go back to two stories in a song. Yep. But for now, we're going to make these podcasts a little bit shorter um, a little bit more condensed and actually just be able to let you focus on one truly wonderful story of Eurovision past week in week out and it gives us a little bit more time to sort of dwell on the story yeah. and like discuss different bits because quite a lot of the time I have to leave a fair amount on the cutting room floor when I'm editing it oh and that, that stuff is gold guys, I'm <laughs> telling you absolute gold diamond so hopefully it means there'll be more back and forth and some more interesting discussion on the story itself yeah and just a little bit more time to dwell on the story yeah just let you enjoy one brilliant story so we're going to start from this week with that yeah, um, so this week I am going to do a story and we're still going to have Roland's song. Of course, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Neither uh, would I, mate. Before we start, uh, let's just, here we go, hold on. Hey! Oh, oh, that was a lovely pop. That was a very clean pop, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and uh, let me just get this glass here. Oh, here we go. Lovely glug. Oh, that's a good old glug. Trust a Malbec to have that lovely glug. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, matey. And I'll just do mine as well. So, oh, we went through quite a lot of wine in that two pours. So, um, if you didn't listen to our extra bonus podcast on Monday, I would recommend going back over that. Um, if you're actually interested in Eurovision. Oh yeah, if you're not, don't worry. <laughs> so it, some of the, it's been funny getting some of the feedback from people in terms of some people listen to this because they love Eurovision. Yeah. Some people listen to it just because they like the political stories. Yeah. So if you're just in it for the stories, don't bother because it is just about Eurovision. But if you love Eurovision and you want to know about how it went last Friday at You Decide... Listen back. It's a very short, little bite-sized mini-phoria just to explain how Friday went, what we thought. We've got sound bites from some of the people that were there and what they thought of it. Friends and family of the contestants in the show as well. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Summary. So we're not really summary. It was it, really it fun. Was fun. It was it dead was. good. <laughs> so we're not really going to talk about that this episode in our in our news section because nope. we've covered it in its own episode. A little bit of extra news though, Isabel, and some exciting news that we did find out that night is that 
Entering into Sweden's decision-making process, much like our one that we went to last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, is a whole number of people. In fact, they have four semi-finals that lead up to a final, which yeah. is like the one we went to. And entering into semi-final number four uh-huh. is our favourite, uh-huh. our podcast namesake, uh-huh. the wonderful uh-huh. Laureen. Yeah, <laughs> Which uh, is very exciting, which also... Um, has been tipped as being uh, one of the best Eurovision songs ever. Ever. That yeah, actual words being used. <laughs> I've not listened to it yet. No. So I don't know if it is or not. I trust her in, with everything <laughs> I have. <laughs> but I mean, I'm very. That's a. It's strong words. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Best Eurovision song ever. ever. I mean, eating Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, it's all different contexts, isn't it? But I, you know, even just beating Euphoria is gonna your That's favorite tough. dance song ever. Is, yeah, is gonna be hard to do. So we'll see, and we'll update you as and when the um, the actual semi final four, where Lorene's going to perform uh, her song "Statements" for the first time. Statement. Is, statement. It, it will be the like a twen- bank statement. Yeah, it's a song about bank statements. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's going to do very well with that. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, it. um, it's going to be on the 25th of February, so we'll keep our ears and eyes open for that. It's about a month's time away, so we've still got some time. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be sure to keep you updated on our opinions on the Lorene entry. Love to give year. our opinions. Oh, we love giving Even our opinions. Even if you don't love to hear it. So uh, moving on, any other business? Do we have any other business? Vaguely. Go on. Some vague, any other business? Well, we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, maybe it was last week in the podcast, we mentioned that there's going to be a Eurovision party Mm. happening that we are going to be at. So again, I can't give real big details of it yet, but just as a reminder, we are going to be um, part of a panel at a Eurovision night being held in Peckham. It's going to be at the Montague Arms in Peckham, the Eurovision final, this it is. It's going to be so much fun it's gonna be hosted by a good friend of ours and the podcast yep. drag queen portion of fries mm. he was a south london legend <laughs> um and it's gonna be amazing fun so we'll yeah we'll let you know once tickets go on sale um start time what's gonna be happening plan for the evening but Portia did a eurovision night in peckham two years ago and it was unbelievable yeah. i know i am slightly biased but my god it was so much goddamn fun and this one's going to be even bigger even better oh, so if you can make it down and come along we would love for you to we would love to meet some more fans as well and i think for me you know every eurovision that's that's gone by i've always wanted to go to a place where you're surrounded by people who love eurovision as much because yeah you know i've had people over and things like that because really like if you go somewhere you want to be surrounded by people who are like yes eurovision rather than you know people are like oh this old shit again it's like no 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 no. it's it's all going to be very enthusiastic very excited and and very ridiculous very ridiculous and all about (laughs) eurovision so if you want somewhere and you're in london or even if you're in spain or france or sweden or paris do come over and uh, come to Peckham. Come to Peckham, and as we said in the episode a couple uh, of weeks ago, we will buy you a drink if you are a EU national and uh, not from Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and we'll get you on the bloody podcast as well. Yeah, we will. Um, the other, any other business was, because we normally leave this to the end because we forget about it. Um, we love hearing from you. We love uh, getting your emails. We love getting your tweets uh, and a- any other interaction we can have with you. So uh, I'm just going to put it out there now. Uh, our three uh, ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us at europhoriapodcast at gmail.com. So you can also get in touch with us on Twitter and follow us. We did live tweeting from the Eurovision You Decide, mm-hmm. um, and that's at Euphoria Cast. Um, so do follow that. And uh, the other thing where you can get uh, some amazing pictures of a variety of topless and non-topless uh, <laughs> former contestants at Eurovision <laughs> is Instagram, Isabel, which um, is at. That one's so yeah. You can follow us on Instagram as well, which is Euphoria Podcast. So um, that's uh, all the different ways you can get in touch with us. Having looked at some of the statistics recently, uh, and we spoke about it a while ago in terms of the different countries that were listening to us, um, and we said hi to them, and it's high time we said hi to some new uh, countries. So uh, the UK are uh, non-surprisingly, unsurprisingly, number one listeners. So well done, UK. Thanks, UK. You're Hello. winning at something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, However, Australia is doing amazingly well. well, uh, Actually, before Australia, there's a a, a, an odd uh, category that just says other regions, which is very mysterious. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. So uh, yeah, so uh, uh, an odd amount of downloads from other regions. Maybe that's like Tim Peake in his space shuttle. (laughs) Is that aliens? Another dimension? I don't. Oh my god! Other dimensions. (laughs) Hi, other dimensions. I don't know if you speak English, but hey. Hello. Uh, Anyway, so I don't know what that is. And then number two is Australia. As we said, uh, you know, still up there. Australia. Good day again, guys. Good day. Well done. We know that you guys love Eurovision, (laughs) and we love you back. However, new entry and rising up the uh, (laughs) the ranks here is. Sweden. Hello. Oh, and it's oh, hello. That was me doing that, my Swedish hello. Hello. Uh, and uh, it's oh, and we're very happy to have Sweden because you're the best ones. Sorry, guys. Sorry, the rest of the country. I mean, sorry, Australia. Sorry, UK. But my number one is going to be Sweden in everything Eurovision because they're the best ones at Eurovision. They're the best ones at pop. Yeah. And I am so so glad that we have Swedish listenership now. I'm only hoping that those people include. Mons, Petra, and Lorene. <laughs> In my head, uh, that's who's listening. So hi to you guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, hello Sweden and thank you for listening and please do share thank it Thank you around. everyone for listening. Um, yep. I think we've done our news and we've done our Eddie other, any other business. Yep. Uh, and this is quite exciting because this is Should our... we just change it to Eddie other business? Because <laughs> that's I always... Look, I do the same thing. It's really hard. Eddie other I don't know how I said it the first time round so easily. Because I always say Eddie Ada Bid any and a Sounds like we got blocked noses. Eddie Ada Bid It'll be a noise. You get what it is. I like it. We'll just do the noise and it's fine. So we've done Eddie Ada Um Isabel, the one story this week, and you've told me it's a good one. I better make it a good one now, right, guys. So let's do it. I want to listen to your bloody story. Excellent stuff. Okay. So this week, my story is going to be about the Burinovsky Babushki, or you <gasps> might know them as the Russian grannies. Yay! Adorable. Oh. So they are otherwise known as the Boronovo grannies, but were kind of widely known in the West as the Russian grannies during yep. Eurovision. So the Burinovsky Babushki are a Russian ethno pop band containing eight elderly women. 
They are from the village of Buranovo, halfway between the Volga and the Urals in Russia. (laughs) Clearly, I know where they all are. (laughs) It's worth pointing to a map right now. It's really informational, this. (laughs) (laughs) The band performs most of their songs in the Udmurt language, which is the native tongue of uh, of that Republic of Russia where they live. So, the group attempted to represent Russia in the Eurovision Song Contest back in 2010 with the song unpronounceable <laughs> um i jet like i mean legit i think no one's going to judge me for That's not being fine. able to read out in russian and it's a very long title so i couldn't even listen to it and remember the pronunciation but in english the descri- <laughs> in english the song title is very long birch bark and how to turn it into a turban <laughs> Oh, so that's that's factual, factual based. It's um, informational. You listen to the song, you know how to turn a very long birch bark uh, into a turban. <laughs> yeah, sure. Those grannies. Unfortunately, they... I couldn't find a clip of it where... to be able to know what on earth it sounds like. Where but... do where do they get their ideas for writing songs? Bonkers <laughs> <laughs> bunch God. of these grannies. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were beaten by Peter Nalich Band with "Lost and Forgotten" mm. in the end, which was the Russian entry in 2010, mm-hmm. and was actually controversially booed throughout the performance Ooh. and eventually came 11th Ooh. in the competition. It's quite awkward yeah. when you listen to yeah. it. I mean, Russia quite regularly gets booed, but I think maybe that was... Well, was that mm. when there was the whole um, gay rights thing where it was... I think yeah. uh, so. I think that's yeah. kind of the beginning of when people in the audience really started audibly mm. booing Because there was that the and time. then there was the twin sisters that got booed yeah. quite heavily as well oh with the hair tied yeah that was, really that got, was creepy that was creepy well. and Ugh. they got booed really heavily as well jesus um, but the russian ladies in the their russian final um they did come third out of 25 entries that's with that bad. song so it's nothing to sniff at yeah just any nose of that yeah that's really that's good. good yeah so they're loved they're well loved just yes. generally yeah so they then made another attempt to uh, represent their country in 2012 with the song Party for Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> which was sung partially in English, oh. which is very unusual for the group. Yeah. God, I don't know how they have the energy. <laughs> like... They're incredible. They are such... I've watched a ton of their stuff online yeah. since. And when you rewatch the actual performance... I mean, they're just little gems. They're very funny as well. Like, you go through the stuff they come out with. They are some smart-ass ladies. Like, they might be old, but they are they are sharp as a tack. Um, so the group actually won that, uh, that, that qualification to go through, receiving 38.15 points ahead of Eurovision 2008 winner Dima Bilan, who also entered the contest that year to oh. represent Russia. So they beat a previous one. Wow. So Dima actually entered the contest with tattoo member Yulia, who oh. we've discussed previously, with the song Back to Her Future. Oh, <laughs> Sounds that awful. terrible. How Sounds like a sort of name I'd come up with. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> Uh, the music for Party for Everybody is written by the famous cons- composer Victor Drobish, uh, and most of the lyrics are written in the Udmurt language, with the English words actually being written separately. So the grannies wrote their lyrics, and then someone else wrote the English lyrics, oh, okay, yeah. and then just gave them to them, basically, when they turned up to record the song, was like, <laughs> these are the English bits, sing this as well. Amazing. Um, so during an interview, group member Olga Tuktarova said that the group wrote the song themselves, whereas the English parts were written by an unnamed British person. She said, I will not even say the name of the author. I can't pronounce it. She's not Russian. 
The English lyricist was actually the famous American composer Mary Susan Applegate, <laughs> best known for composing Geneva Rush's The Power of Love. <laughs> oh, I can't remember her name. I mean, She's there's English. no point saying, I don't know who she She's is. Not She's, I, I'm not even that bothered. <laughs> I, that really famous songwriter. Power of love. Yeah. I don't know who she is. I don't care for not her. Important. Already, I'm in love with the grannies <laughs> because they're clearly badass bitches who don't give a fuck. <laughs> not, not, not of interest to me. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> I don't know that song. What? Power of, what? No. Power of who? Never heard it. Never heard it. <laughs> a member of the ensemble stated what some parts of the song mean in English. So they described it as, a, we, we sing about lighting the oven, kneading the dough, and spreading out a tablecloth while waiting for the children to come home. And we say, when our children come home, we will have fun and dance. So some of the lyrics include, they're so bonkers. We are singing extremely strongly. We are dancing soulful. So soulful. We are singing extremely strongly because we are together. And my cat is happy. And my dog is happy. The happiness is overflowing. Oh, joy. Oh, my God. It sounds so amazing. Great. Absolutely nuts when it's translated over. Yeah. Pretty much the only bits in English are the party for everybody and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So really, I don't know if, why if you'd, Jennifer if, Rush's songwriter was dragged into right party for everybody but I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> if you had just read me those lyrics I would have assumed it was like some like funky disco number or like some <laughs> weird like some weird like oh it sounds like lyrics that like Verka would sing yeah 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 my yeah. cat is happy and my yeah. dog is happy absolutely oh, joy. <laughs> yeah it's, wow that's a yeah great lyrics <laughs> great lyrics nannies um, but we do have a clip of it to play oh, now. God, so we'll yeah, have I a little listen to their final, uh, to their performance at Eurovision final of the song. Uh, it's, I forgot how it is a disco number. I forgot that it was. Yeah, it starts off really slow, and yeah. it's all these Russian grannies. Oh, we've got some bread, and we're going to put it in well, the oven. And I aren't s- we quaint and lovely? And then suddenly it's like boom, boom, boom. Come on and dance in. So I assume just in that shot there, I'll describe it to people as a big sweep of all five nannies. But then the end of the shot, it focuses in on a big oven in the middle of the stage. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to? I assume you're yeah. going to explain <laughs> the meaning behind this. No, no, okay. I'm not. No, oh, we'll just leave that there. Just leave it to your own imagination. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, there is a there was a white object on the stage behind them, and it is a Russian furnace, <laughs> which is traditionally um, it's a very traditional thing in parts of uh, rural Russia, villages in rural Russia. Mm. So the performance begins with one of the grannies putting some unready cookies into the furnace on stage. They then sing the song whilst there is a spinning globe on the LED backdrop <laughs> indicating that the whole world is invited to the party along of with course, Russia. That's yeah, what yeah, I read. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the song, um, yeah, they dance with each other throughout the song in their lovely traditional dress. Uh, and then towards the end of the performance, as if by magic, <laughs> some baked cookies appear from the other end of the furnace. So they just baked some cookies now, meanwhile. Isabel, do we know for a fact if this is the first time that the Eurovision stage has been shared with a Russian bread oven? or? Are... I, I mean, I haven't done my research, but I think I can categorically say 
Yes, yes, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it I was th- a first for Eurovision, <laughs> and it was groundbreaking. Absolutely. Ever since then, almost every actor. Everyone tries it. to bake cookies on stage now. It's getting a bit cliche, to be honest, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Aren't they delightful to watch? Though they're just adorable, and they're so they're having so much fun. One in particular, I, d- I haven't worked out which one she is in terms of her name, so I'm going to go through the group members yeah, in a okay. bit. But one of them is having the <laughs> best time of anyone ever. She is just so full of joy but that's it and you can see on their faces is that they're really enjoying it like this is like they're gonna i don't know how old they are but like out of the like 80 years that they've been on earth suddenly in their like 83rd year they're like this is what it's been about (laughs) this is what it is i'm on eurovision stage and i'm baking cookies (laughs) yeah they are very tongue-in-cheek they clearly know what they're doing they love the ridiculous too and i love them because of it so back in 2012, uh, Eurovision.tv spoke with the Russian head of delegation, Ekaterina Orlova, backstage prior to the second rehearsal mm. for the contest and asked how it had been to work with the grannies. She answered, they are so nice, just like my granny. I love working with them. They are very easy to deal with. They have no demands. Oh. They don't need anything. And I think a lot of the heads of delegation are quite envious of me for that. Oh. So clearly they're total gems as well. They're Except not for just one like- is a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's always one out of the group, isn't there? There's always, there's always a Melby. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so they lovely. actually were nice ladies too. And if to prove this point, so during the pre-show press conference, the Babushki were asked if they think that Russia could win the Eurovision Song Contest this year. But they said, to win is not the most important thing to us. It's the participation. When asked about what they were missing most about home, the overall answer was their farm. And (laughs) (laughs) Such sweethearts. (laughs) And when asked if the Russian grandfathers are allowed to party at home while they're away at Eurovision, they replied, yes, we think they will have a party there too. There's no time to miss them though. We have so much work to do here. <laughs> oh, I like- Leave the men folk at home. Oh. We've got bloody shit to be getting on with, guys. Like, they'll, they can sort out their own bloody party at the farm, all right? I love that the, the, the eight, or oh, however, six, six, grandfathers were all together on the farm they wouldn't have any cookies though would they no nothing's being baked from there so sweet but although the grandfathers aren't having stuff baked for them the people at eurovision were oh shut up at the end of the press conference the ladies announced that they had been cooking all day yesterday (laughs) and there was a treat waiting for the press in the catering area of the press center they baked goods for the press team mate that's how you win them over isn't it that's how you win eurovision over Get get uh, get Lucy to bloody start. Oh, Lucy, start learning how to make crumble or something. <laughs> no, they'll do a Welsh thing. That, uh, oh, rabbit. rabbit. Make them all rabbits. <laughs> Everyone loves cheese on toast, right? I love cheese the on Welsh toast. The Welsh hate being called cheese on toast. <laughs> I mean, it it's is. It's not cheese on toast. It is. <laughs> it's Welsh cheese on toast. Okay. <laughs> um... Yes, they're just little gems and having the best time, like really enjoying the fact that they're away, they're doing something fun, they're singing, which they love to do. Being good folk to seemingly everyone at Eurovision, being nice to the people looking after them, being nice to the press, they didn't even have to be that nice to the press if they didn't want to be, but baking them bloody cookies, it's adorable. So although the band consists of eight grandmothers, only six were allowed to appear on the Eurovision stage, obviously, due to contest rules. Oh, yeah. I got confused about that because I thought there were eight, but then there's only allowed six on stage. They're just the best six. Oh, God, are you kidding? No, I'm joking. That is a joke. (laughs) I don't know how they chose it. (laughs) So a, your little face looks so worried. <laughs> but when they're I said a that. they're a band. 
Yeah, yeah. Because like, like, they're not okay. They were not. Yeah, this was not a form. shtick. It's not Bucks Fizz. That was put together just for Eurovision. These grannies <laughs> are a legit band. There's eight oh grandmothers that sing together. Yeah, Amazing. they're fantastic. So back to Eurovision. The song received mixed to positive reviews from critics and music oh. producers. There was one review that said that uh, they described the, the Boronovsky grannies as a musical ride, mm. um, but that their chance to win was minimal. Um, and another one described it as, despite the lack of confidence in the leadership, the Buranovsky Babushki might win the contest because of their originality and individuality. Uh, their ensemble was called Excellent. Yeah. And and uh, there were reviews that said, do not be surprised if they also win the Eurovision Song Contest. And many people decided that it was actually their favourite act yeah. of the entire year because it was so bonkers and yep. different and amazing. And it has that, that bit of, it's traditional... But it's very tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. and it's very silly and there's a good beat behind it. Yeah. And the song is really fun. It's a fun, fun. song, yeah. It's really a fun, fun song. song. Great song. The group, however, didn't win, very sadly. Aww. But they did come second. Yes. With 259 <laughs> points, receiving points from 40 countries out of the eligible 41. Wow. The only country that didn't give them votes was Switzerland. Oh. Bad form Switzerland. Yeah, what are you doing? Boo. Clearly they're wonderful. <laughs> um, but inevitably, they did... They did Unfortunately, they did come second, yeah. but they came second to Lorene. Oh, so yeah, I, mean, I mean, yeah, if yeah. they'd have won, it would have been. I wouldn't be doing the story in such a positive <laughs> way. I'd have been outraged forever. Yeah, I think that's that, fine. That's fine for yeah. them to lose to yeah. Lorene. I mean, it's tough for them because Jesus. any other year, they oh, they could have they, they could have stonked it. Yeah, they could have yeah. walked away with it. They'd have beaten the Armenian entry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, mm. oh, I'm so sorry, sorry guys. Nikki. I'm so mean. You've become the new Daz Samson in terms of who I pick <laughs> on. I'm so sorry. But as I mentioned, they were not a band that were put together just for Eurovision. No. They were a band of their own <laughs> right. They were already making music, uh, <laughs> and I have a couple of clips. Amazing of some of their previous songs. So they've done cover versions of rather famous <laughs> songs, um, including. Uh, a couple of Beatles covers. So they've uh, they've done a cover of Yesterday uh, and a cover of Let It Be, which we have a clip sure, of we have now. A have a little listen to the Burunovsky Babushki's version of the Beatles' Let It Be. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. How adorable is that? <laughs> it's really adorable. I didn't realise they were going to sing it in their own language as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. The um, So the, their Eurovision entry was basically their only song that they actually sing in English yeah. as part of it. They normally sing in Udmurt. They don't sing in English I in their songs. I it's quite challenging to uh, translate English to Russian and still have it fit into the uh, syllable count of... <laughs> That's why I played Let It Be rather than Yesterday. Oh, does because that not yesterday works so well. It's tough to tell that it's yesterday. It's this, difficult to yeah. tell it's that song. Whereas this, this one it was a lot clearer that you can hear. Yeah. I think it, this one partly helps that there is that um clear backing track yeah. and there is an English singer as part of it as well yeah. that does the intro to it and then they do the chorus. Yeah. Wow. Well, I never thought I'd heard Let It Be sung by a group of <laughs> Russian uh uh, OEPs, but that's uh, something new every day, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. They also did cover versions of Smoke on the Water. Oh, fuck off. Honestly. <laughs> and we're going to play another little clip for you now of the uh, Russian Granny's version of 
Hotel California. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I want to hear this. Let's see how they fit the syllables into this one. <laughs> There's a, there's a real melancholy to their voice. It's haunting, <laughs> it isn't really it? It's haunting. To be honest, I don't particularly like the song Hotel California. No. So I'm well into it's that a, version. It's, it's better than the original. I'm totally fine <laughs> with that. Like, Great. It gives you more of an emotional reaction. Oh, it than does the sound original. terrifying. <laughs> like, the, hotel, the, the song itself, though, is, is quite. Uh, yeah, a dark yeah, it is. song. You can stay. You can come. You can never always stay, but you never leave, or something like that. It is quite a dark, yeah. depressing yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Actually, yeah. the lyrics behind it. So hearing it sung in a very yeah, haunting reflecting. way in Udmurt is actually like oh, they're reflecting the mood quite well. That is very haunting and slightly, yeah, slightly. That's going to stick with me for a while. I think that oh, one. God, you can have nightmares. <laughs> Just that the soundtrack to nightmares. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> God, don't do it. Oh, I'm getting. Ch- already <laughs> <laughs> but i also think that shows that they are definitely in on the joke yeah. they're covering the beatles <laughs> and the hotel, hotel california, california. Yeah. they are funny silly women they are they know what they're yeah they know what they're doing oh, they're, they're good eggs bloody great aren't, aren't they? they great eggs <laughs> they're so great. we'll go through a few of the members though okay brilliant let's let's well get, all of the members actually. let's get to know let's get to know the buranowski <laughs> babushki <laughs> So uh, we're starting off with Gronje. Um So actually, we'll go through the first the first six I'm going to name are okay. the ones that were actually in the Eurovision Song oh, Contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was Gronje, born in 1949. Galina, born in 1938. <laughs> Natalia, born in 1935. Oh, Valentina, born in 1937. <laughs> Olga, 1968. So she's the youngest oh, of the God, grannies. Yeah, she's quite young. She's, she's like a, she's a young, hot granny. Jesus Christ! Mm, yeah. Sassy. Well, it does. Whenever they refer to as the grannies, grannies They're is always not, an inverted yeah. commas. They're not because necessarily grandmothers. No, no. They're just, just there. older women. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually it's kind not. of anti-feminist and awful. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Fuck, <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, no. What am I doing? Uh, no. Um, they, yeah. play the, they play the cat, They play the, the part. They love yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Um, Yekaterina, who's born in 1937. Uh, oh, so those are the, those are the six yeah. that were in the original song contest. So they have two other members, which is uh, Alevtina, born in 1958, so another young yeah. and Zoya, born in 1940. There was another member of the group, um, Yelizaveta, who unfortunately died on the 13th of January 2014, aged 87. Oh so she had God. a good innings. Yeah, she really did. Um, so there was another member of the band, but sadly no longer with us. What a way to, to live out your last few years, though, as part of the Babushka uh, band. Yeah, like, so she was alive when they went to Eurovision yeah. and she saw her group yeah. come second, which is fantastic. And as if you couldn't love the bloody oh, Russian grannies anymore. Now? The group said in 2012 that any cash raised from Eurovision mm. would be used to build a church in Burinovo. <laughs> so They're not adorable. in it for the money. They're not in it for the money, are they? Grandmother Olga told Vesti News, Grandmothers do not need glory and wealth. She said building the village church was their only goal. <gasps> oh. Could these women get any bloody better? I want to be a, a babushka grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Roland knows what he wants to be when he grows up. I want to be a Russian granny. What a nice bunch yeah, of women. Lovely. In 2010, the group started a fund for the rebuilding of Trinity Church in Buranovo, and all of the group's income is donated into this fund. So the Trinity Church was originally built of stone in 1865, wow. but was closed in September 1939 by the Soviet administration and then demolished. Oh, 
fuck. I know. We've spoken about the Soviet administration before, haven't we? They're not. I mean, we're not their biggest fans. I don't think many people. <laughs> no, and there. not if they bloody knock not- down my Babushki's <laughs> church. None of that, mate. Don't I'm having fuck. none of that. Don't mess with them. Yeah. Um, and the present wooden church that they have is what well, was in a very poor condition. Yeah. So the brick structure of the Holy Trinity Church had been completed by... So the last um, information I could find on this was yeah. from two years ago. Well, just over two years ago. It was from 2014. Uh-huh. But the last update was that the brick structure of the Holy Trinity Church had been completed. Outside walls are white concrete and the roof is green metal. Mmm, lovely. <laughs> Uh, I I uh, uh, hope that as part of this is that at at, at each uh, what do you call it? at every service at the end instead of a hymn they have to sing the Eurovision. They sing Hotel Anthem. California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or uh, party for everybody. I can yeah. see you know that whole congregation. Come getting... on, let's dance in. <laughs> Come on, let's dance in. Yeah, Forever, for the next hundred years, and they'll say, look back and hell yeah. Why and those we... women are going to live for another hundred years. I'm telling you, they are made of good stock. <laughs> the kids at the church in a hundred years. Why do we sing this song at the end of every service? <laughs> well, my child, let me, let tell, me you. tell you a story of Eurovision past. Well, they just need to play this podcast. That's all they need to do. <laughs> yes, love it. Yeah, give you a glass. Hey, I love. I'll give you a topple. There you go. Lovely. Yeah, and as mentioned, as of 2014, that was the last time I could uh, get an update on the church. The interior was still under construction. But a stone monument was placed near the church, which has a plaque that reads, in Russian, by the grace of God and hard labour of the music group (laughs) Burunovsky Grandmothers, on this place will be built a temple to honour the Holy Trinity. Oh, bloody hell. They don't need fame or money, but a monument's all right. (laughs) (laughs) That was in the deal. We don't need glory. We don't need wealth. (laughs) But we want a fucking monument, guys, okay? Make that sure. There forever. So everyone bloody knows we built this church. I bet they do actually build it as well. I bet bet they're on hands and knees every day. Yeah, they look like they can. They're... Strong women. I want. They're my icons. I really hope that they build like life-size statues of them as well. With, the, with especially the, the one with the really smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> she's lovely. I like to think she's Olga, the really sassy one. Yeah, I would hope she so. She looks sassy. <laughs> she does look sassy. <laughs> um, um, so that is the story of the Russian oh. grannies who are now. I mean, I loved them anyway yeah. when they were in Eurovision. Yeah. But now I know more about them. I legit. <laughs> I'm in love with them. I think they are such strong, amazing women. Clearly understand the joke of Eurovision. Yeah. Clearly understand the joke of what they're doing and yeah. what they're up to. But love it at the same time. Yeah. Love their village. Love their language. Yeah. Love life. I don't yeah. know. Just love everyone. Yeah. And have lots of love to give. And gave it through Eurovision. Are giving it through their village all the time. And then can still have time to make like sassy ass comments about the hobbies left at home <laughs> <laughs> and bake cookies for the press team that is the dream retirement isn't it it's just like I think that's what I'll do like I already bloody do a song a week <laughs> now like when I retire I'm just gonna be like I'll just fucking do all the songs just spent every day just doing like ridiculous songs do you uh, think they take requests for songs they can learn because I'd love oh to hear them god. do a bit of Girls Aloud oh my god just get them to cover Euphoria Udmert version of Love Machine <laughs> right anyone that would- you win I mean. yeah it would be amazing yeah Girls Aloud. Or I can't speak French. But you know when the Girls Aloud did a version that was in French? Yeah. What if they changed it to like, I can't Russian. speak Udmert? And they do it in Udmert. <laughs> I'd be all over that. Nans Aloud. Nans Aloud! <laughs> We've got it! We're getting them involved. Oh, I, feel like, contact details. I feel like Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> You're Louis. <laughs> Mate. 
mate. I mean, at least say that I'm like. Danny. I mean, I know. Oh, God, no, she's awful Sharon. as well. I'll take Sharon. She's bonkers, but she's at least the best kind of bonkers. It's true. It's true. Christ, Louis. <laughs> Not having that. Oh well, uh, that was that was beautiful and uh, really nice and happy. We've had a couple of uh, slightly downbeat ones recently, so I, <laughs> I, I really like have, hearing a bloody lovely one. Yeah, they're my. Um, I think they're my faves. Like they're, they're some of my favorite Eurovision contestants. Yeah, now. especially now I've learned more about them. They're just hilarious they're one of the, the last decade they're one of the ones that everyone knows and uh, sticks in everyone's mind aren't <laughs> yeah. they? The, the, the russian grannies because <laughs> they were so goddamn cute they were bloody god so much no it's fine i mean they're probably not listening and if they are they'll get it they'll understand <laughs> they'll be fine with it that's just how it goes so isabel um as with the new format of this week um we're gonna do um my song so what what was the what was the last song that i that we heard taste the air Oh, fuck. And that did well. Yeah. 11 points. Yeah. Yeah. Really into it. The best one so far. Yeah. I mean, I'm now slightly thinking no, maybe actually... Go don't go back. Don't it, go back. The, the first United We Dance Divided We Fall is... I still think... But no, I think I was right. United yeah. We Dance Divided We Fall is my favourite. But in terms of a Eurovision mm. context, mm. Taste the Air would have done best. Yeah. Okay, so this song um, is... It's a nice, happy, positive one. Um, probably slightly influenced by... No, I'm not even going to say anything. So it's called... <laughs> this song is called The Colours of the World. I already want to vomit. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to... Wasn't that United Colours of Benetton's slogan <laughs> for a while? Uh, anyway, this is... Um, get ready to grab that sick bag. This is <laughs> The Colours of the World. see you smile the world is here with you come around and hang for a while it's best when it's shared with two all over the world we're shining our light we're gonna do good and make things right so put on your shoes and come for a ride so baby tonight we're gonna take flight we're gonna see all the pretty sights So open your eyes and come for a ride All the pretty colors of the world are here And tonight we're getting rid of all our pain and fears Cause the world is better built together Arms connected Looking down for most of that song, and then right at the end, look, just looked up and saw Isabel's face in a, a very sort of <laughs> grotesque uh, pose. I was quite enjoying that, and now I've been I've been thrown for, through through a loop there. Isabel, <laughs> Isabel what happened? <laughs> it's an absolutely wonderful song. Yeah, for a children's TV show. <laughs> That's the song 
that the lead character sings to a new friend they've made who is being bullied. Yeah. And so they go, let's all sing a friendship song together because we love one another. Yeah. I mean, you've got a career in writing songs for Balamori. Yeah. Maybe not songs for Eurovision at this point, mate. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's different. That is so sweet. I've had, I've got toothache. It really is, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I wondered if, though, you know, uh, Alexander Ibak's one was sweet. Like, not, not like that. Can I not compare Not like it? that, no. <laughs> no. Because that was at least had that, like, traditional uh, backing, the music, him playing the violin. Yeah. Um, and very and also again I think that kind of fairy tale thing is very traditional especially in he's Norwegian like yeah they love fairy tales fairy tales come from Scandinavia Hans Christian Andersen like the history of fairy tales comes from that area so that is still a very traditional context to be able to have it Mm. in Um, Mm. whereas you go in put on your shoes we're going for a walk into friendship land we're gonna high five all the trees like the the thing is is like when i when i started writing one it sort of goes in a direction and i can't really move off that trajectory so it started with a nice bit of piano i think it's because i watched la la land and they do it it's it's very musical theatery it's very like that and it sent me in that direction and i couldn't bloody go away from it i couldn't i couldn't move out of that direction okay well it's good you got it out of the system because now you can make go, sure to never do that go again. Go back to normal Eurovision <laughs> song. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I need. It was a fa- that was a fantastic mm. kids TV show mm. slash musical theatre mm. um, song to do about love and friendship. Yeah, yeah. Eurovision, mate, that ain't going nowhere. It's not going to make it through semi-finals, is it? I mean, no, no, absolutely oh, not. Dear. I know, I know, I know. Wanted, I wanted to do something very different to the week before, which was like pure Eurovision. So I think that's mm. what sent me off on that direction as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are other ways of doing it that are not like uh that other one sighing at you (laughs) you'll learn one day jesus um so well i guess isabel uh let us come up with a score for the colors of the world uh so colors of the world as a song in general in terms of life i mean i'd probably give you like five but (laughs) this in life babes this is eurovision (laughs) it's more important than life so i'm gonna give you (laughs) two Two points. So that's one. Standing by oh it. Oh my god! Wow, that is harsh scoring. I mean, it's you're, you're I mean, right. It's Eurovision scoring. Like you said yourself, you wouldn't get through semi-finals with that. So you wouldn't even get a duh points, no. right? <laughs> no, but I'm UK, so I get. <laughs> oh, for right crap's sake! Yeah, it'd be another right side of the board, bottom privilege. of the pine. Pri- UK privilege, but UK <laughs> privilege. That's what we have. Oh god, that's terrible. Uh, well, there we go. I got two points for that effort of uh, musical children's musical theatre. Uh, <laughs> but uh, genuinely, send that to TBBC. They'd be really <laughs> interested. I'm sure. Um, well, I will uh, do that, and I will then try a little bit harder to write a <laughs> Eurovision song. Um, so uh thanks for all so much how many songs have you done now so that is my sixth song because last week was uh you decide contestants and then we had a mini four yeah so that is my seventh song so nearly an album's worth nearly an album's worth yeah (laughs) put it on itunes you think 10 10 songs that's an album yeah 10 11 songs i think i've told you this before baby but my mum once um when the spice girl's second album came out and i'd saved up my i had like a christmas voucher or something to be able to use at 
wh smith or wherever <laughs> i really wanted to buy spice girls second yeah, album of course and um my mother tried to dissuade me from doing so her reasoning being that it was 15 pounds and there were only 10 songs and I could get albums with more songs for the same amount of money, which I always I thought was that. hilarious. And just my mother's slightly odd logic. Turns out for the speaking to other people, everyone's parents did a similar thing. So Benji and Ollie, two of our friends, they had similar experiences as well where their mums went, there's not enough songs on that album. Are you sure you want to buy it? So, I mean, yeah. mothers are going to complain if yeah, you release one with only 10 I need songs. Some more. We need a few more weeks yeah, few there more. and like then we'll have, some, we'll have some more. But should, are we going, should we do like a we'll round do a, up at some point? Yeah, I think we'll, after 10 songs, yeah. once Roland's got 10 out, we will do a, an episode, maybe a mini, yeah. that is a roundup of all 10 songs that are all yeah. in one place. We can relook at the my I feel judging. Like, I feel like I want an, a guest on that episode to give a fair independent uh, analysis. Okay, impartial. <laughs> yeah, impartial party. analysis. Yeah, because I wonder if you're... Uh, a bit of a bitch? <laughs> no, I was going to say biased against, but um, well, you know, we'll see. They might uh, have a few things to say as well. Yeah, I get different opinions from other people yeah, where... Yeah. Um, ones that I haven't judged so highly, I'll then get texts off my friends saying, Lorena's song was great, you were really mean. I'm like, oh, okay, so was. Uh, no, I, I, I value your judgment though, Isabel, I do. I value uh, your judgment too. Well, I don't know what. I, um, so, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. As we said at the start, please do get in touch with us. It's uh, europhoriapodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what you think of this new format. Just doing yeah. one story and then a song. Is this better? Is this worse? Is it? Are you indifferent to the entire thing? Let us know about it because we st- we need to learn. We're still early doors in this, so we want to know I can't, if this is what actually people like. I can't wait for an email from someone just going, "I'm indifferent." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, oh, cool. Someone sent that, please. Um, so uh, yes, and you can also. Oh, wait, and also, my dad hasn't been in touch in a while. Oh yeah, what's going on with that? DJ Chillman, referencing. Jesus, I mean, actually, Jesus, come on. Jesus, the, reverend. the reverend's not got in touch in a little bit. I don't know I feel what like, he's up to. I feel like this isn't the best medium for you to get in contact with him. Well, like, it's going to be the only one. You know what? I'm putting it out there. Dad, I'm not texting you. <laughs> until you listen. Until you listen to the podcast. So until you hear wow. this podcast and know that I've said it. I, he's going to wonder. I'm break, you're breaking up the family right now, Father, okay? Do you understand this? Oh, jeez. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, please do email me because otherwise I feel like there's going to be a family breakup. So you can either email me or get in touch on Twitter, uh, the Reverend. Uh, oh, he needs an at the Reverend hash, uh, a tag, doesn't he? Uh, I keep telling him to go on Instagram. Oh, I think he'd be hilarious. He would be great. Um, yeah, you can, you can see that going viral, the Reverend on Instagram. Definitely. Defo. When he had that praying mantis that turned up at his church, <laughs> that was incredible. A praying mantis turned up at his church in Canada and he named it Holy Joe. <laughs> I'm kept putting a post about it on Facebook and everyone was riveted like everyone was well <laughs> invested Joe. in the story of Holy Joe <laughs> so anyway yeah so if, yeah uh, anyway so yes yeah, so you can get in touch with us on Twitter as well at uh, Euphoria Cast and and on Instagram which is Euphoria Podcast uh, and uh, thanks for listening and do tune in again next Thursday where you can hear my story next week which and is I very get exciting to kick back for the next <laughs> week and wine. don't do anywhere uh, <laughs> So, uh, before we end, though, let's end the podcast how we end everyone with our catchphrase that we say at the end of every week. Is that cookies I can smell in your oven or is it just... The smell of victory from Lucy Jones representing the UK! Lucy Jones! (laughs) Wait, all right, thank you for listening and goodbye!